And there's new research out today that says more and more of us are actually forgetting physical cash. We're not handing that over as much because it's just uh, more painful than paying with plastic. And it is very clear that the move is on towards a cashless society. What does that mean for spending habits and our spending patterns and society as a whole? Let's welcome in personal finance expert Rabina Ahmed Hawk. She joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Rabina, good afternoon and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jeff. All right. Uh, first off, uh, is it true? What are the facts? What do the stats say? Are we indeed moving towards a so-called cashless society? Yeah, no, definitely year after year, we are moving more to, you know, using our debit cards, our credit cards, and even more so, we're now moving more online. So we're not even going physically into malls anymore or going into brick-and-mortar stores. I mean, the evidence of that is, you know, with Payless shutting down and other stores shutting down, uh, where people are just no longer wanting to go into a store to purchase something. They're doing it online. And, of course, if they're doing it online, they're doing it with their credit card. And so now they're saying that because of this sort of disconnect between, you know, when in the olden days, like me and you, Jeff, we take cash out of our wallet and we pay for something, that because we don't have that pain of cash leaving our wallet, that we are bound to spend more because we're using plastic. Yeah, you mentioned the olden days. Uh, I can remember my dad. It used to be like a point of pride, Rabina, like uh, if you could have like a uh, big coil of bills in your pocket that you could pull out all wrapped around uh, with by an elastic, right? <laughs> you just don't see that anymore. And is that because it's just a, a convenience thing that, uh, you know, we don't want to be uh, hassled by going to the bank and withdrawing money anymore? And uh, to your point, uh, shopping more and more online, Never mind the bank. We just don't even want to go to the stores anymore. I mean, there's two parts of it. I mean, one is, of course, it's easier to shop with plastic. You don't have to carry wads of cash around. There's some protection. I mean, if you buy something on a credit card and that company disappears and your product never shows up, you have some recourse. You're able to, uh, you know, call the credit card company and say, I purchased this on my credit card and it never showed up. Or, you know, often when we travel, we buy our holiday online because we get that free medical insurance. So all of that is really good stuff. But I think that, you know, there is one this one stat out of the U.S., which is going to really knock your socks off. It says that they did a study of students of what they spent between cash and credit cards, specifically when it came to purchasing tickets to a Red Sox versus Celtics game. Students were willing to spend 83 percent more when they purchased with a credit card as opposed to cash. Now, that is the most extreme example, but it does show that as soon as you take that cash out of somebody's hand, especially a young person, it's much easier to spend beyond your limit when you've got plastic to charge. That That's incredible. 83%. Just so I've got my head wrapped around this uh, correctly, that that's the, they're willing to pay over the face value of those tickets for the uh, uh, convenience, if you will, of paying with with plastic rather than going and, uh, you know, getting cash and then handing it over. Well, if it was what they did is they put two people in a group. So one people were bidding on the same tickets with cash and one people were bit one group was bidding on the same tickets with credit. And so the ones who had the plastic were willing to bid 83 percent more than those who were bidding on the same tickets. So these were obviously after aftermarket sale or whatever you call it, uh, being sold after purchasing. So people were bidding on these tickets, obviously hot tickets if someone's willing to spend uh, more than face value. Uh, but it really does indicate that if you have got um, room in your credit card and you really have got your mind set on going to this game, specifically in this situation, 
that you're willing to spend a lot more. It's not just 10, 20, 30%, in this case, 83% more, almost double of what the same person beside you with the same passion about the game is willing to spend when the cash is leaving their wallet. That is really mind-blowing, and I guess it speaks to that physical pain we talked about off the top, that it's just not there when it comes to the credit card or PayPal or, or your Interact. You just don't have the same kind of... Uh, feeling that feeling of a pain like you're really giving something over you're giving something away to purchase something yeah i mean even if you look at i mean the same the same study looked at people how they tip so if you pay with cash they tip around 15 14 percent but as soon as you pay with credit card you tip closer to 18 percent it's just you know it, not that we shouldn't be taping our uh, t- taping tipping our waitresses and waiters accordingly but it definitely is an indication that you know we don't have that pain of the money leaving our wallet um and you know this this uh, survey that was done really talked about or this this uh, professor that they spoke to really talked about how the pain of leaving the wallet and how much uh, you enjoy then consuming the item so the people who had the most pain of that money leaving their wallet seem to enjoy that item even more. Mm. So it even then speaks to the fact of, you know, the people, for example, going back to those baseball tickets, the people who purchased it with cash would enjoy that game more than the person who purchased it on credit card because you didn't have that much pain in purchasing it. So there's also that other psychological part of it where, you know, if you really want to enjoy something, Go to the ATM and take cash out and pay for it. And you're probably going to feel you know, a lot better wearing that coat or going to that movie or whatever it is that you're doing when you're paying cash for. Okay, as we move more and more towards a cashless society, though, uh, what are the big consequences uh, for Canadian consumers and uh, for Canadian uh, spenders? Are you seeing as a personal finance expert higher rates of bankruptcy? Are people getting themselves more and more trouble with uh, credit card debt? Well, I mean, you know, there's one side where we don't have the pain of the money leaving the wallet, but then the other side is credit has been so cheap for so long. I mean, there is an entire generation of people that don't even know what normal interest rates look like. Uh, We right now are still pretty much at record low, and now the indication is they might have to slash rates again because the economy has basically halted to a stop in the last quarter of uh, of 2018. So there is that added bonus of it's really easy to borrow money, so you can use your credit card and purchase things and then you can just move money from your line of credit to pay that credit card off and it doesn't cost you very much to continue to service that line of credit so even though you might be spending more you're actually not paying that much to actually service that debt so the pain of that is going to go up big time when interest rates do eventually rise but to teach an entire generation of people who have grown up cashless who have grown up with really cheap uh, money available to them to borrow um, it's you know we're facing in a, in some ways a personal finance crisis for people who just simply don't know what it means to operate in a normal interest rate environment with you know using hmm. their credit cards. Interesting. Uh, is there some advantages to a cashless society though, Rabina? I mean, I have a few friends who use their credit card to pay for the smallest and biggest items. Uh, some that uh, even pay uh, you know like their mortgage or their rent payments there because they want the points. And is there any harm in doing that? And is that a smart strategy as long as you make sure you pay off that balance owing before it's uh, due each and every month? So the old me, so going back five or six, seven years ago, when I first started really, you know, talking about personal finance on a full-time basis, used to say, as long as you pay your credit card off in full at the end of the month and don't pay any interest, there's absolutely nothing wrong with using your credit card for every purchase you ever make. I really changed my attitude now because I know that points 
And rewards encourage you to spend more. If you put somebody in a store where there is bonus points, if you spend a certain amount, they are going to spend that certain amount even if they don't need the thing. And what they will say to you at the end is that, well, I'm buying everyday items that I need in my house. I just bought a little bit more, you know, detergent or I bought a little bit more shampoo or, you know, I got those crackers that my kids love. They're not expiring. But the point is that they still purchase more. And then the possibility of you losing some of those items, some of those items going bad on your shelf, you may be giving one of those items away because you got too much of it, goes up exponentially. So I say still, if you can, for three months, try to pay with cash and see how your habits change. And you probably will cut your bill 20, 30% automatically uh, because you won't make as many rash decisions because you don't have the money in the wallet to pay for it. So you'll think about it three times before you buy something. Now, it seems as if uh, the tide is, uh, you know, uh, working its way towards a cashless society for us all. But there are some cities, uh, Philadelphia, for example, just made some news last week. A city councilor there, uh, Rubina, uh, introduced a a bill against cashless stores after finding that a a sandwich shop in uh, one area in uh, Philly would not accept uh, cash. So do you think that there's going to be some sort of backlash from cities or others uh, when it comes to uh, this growing uh, tide towards a cashless society? I mean, I think that's going backwards. I think that we are moving towards a cashless society. And when I talk about teaching children about personal finance, I really encourage parents to talk about using plastic uh, appropriately and responsibly because that's just the way we're headed. I mean, eventually, I mean, already we're scanning our phones to pay for, pay for purchases, which takes even one more layer of you know, pain away. You don't even take the card out of your, your wallet anymore to scan it. You can now just use your phone, which you also checked Facebook five minutes ago on it. I mean, there's no pain at all in paying for something with your phone. So I think eventually, you know, I know that you go downtown, there's lots of cashless stores. Um, we need to learn how to spend less in this cashless society. We need to we need to be cognizant of when we're pulling our cards out, when we're pulling our phones out to pay for something. We still need to do those smart things like budgeting. And we still need to be aware of the fact that we do spend more when we use, uh, you know, a, a digital device to pay for something. And so just think twice before you buy something. I have that $100 rule. Before you buy something for 100 bucks, think about it for 24 hours. And if you still want it, go back and purchase it. But don't just buy it just because, ah, it's right there. Might as well get it just a hundred bucks. I can just put my card down, you know, put in some of your own um, little uh, uh, lessons that you can teach yourself along the way. You know, you know what you, what triggers you. So make sure that you think to yourself, okay, this is what triggers me. This is what I'm going to do to make sure I don't overspend. Uh, How about this? Uh, Figure out how many hours it takes you to make a hundred dollars. And I mean, uh, after tax and uh, then think, uh, okay, that sweater is a hundred dollars. Do I really want to work X amount of hours uh, for the sweater? Break things down kind of that way. hundred percent. I love that because that really speaks to especially those young people who are making minimum wage. Because if you tell a young person that that's, you know, parka, it costs you two weeks of work or even more so to get, they might think twice before buying it or that shirt is going to cost you four hours of work. They might think twice before they just purchase it and put it on their body or just stay out of the mall. There's something just called the mall phenomena. It was a study done a few years back that shows that every time we step into a mall, we are encouraged to spend about $100. So the best thing you can do if you know you're someone that is, you know, can spend easily, you're easily attracted to shiny things, Stay out of the mall. Only go once a month, maybe once every two months to buy the necessities. Don't do it as a window shopping exercise. I often say looking leads to buying. If you're going to be looking, look out because you'll probably end up buying. Rubina, thank you so much. Really appreciate the information and the time.
Thanks, Jeff. There's personal finance expert Rabina Ahmed-Hawk.